0: Previously on Tom and Matt Attack. There's a bomb in the oven, Tom! There's a oh, bomb in the oven! How did that get there? I don't know. It must have been the evil mushrooms. I guess we should panic. <laughs> I'm too young to be a doctor, Tom. I can't do it. I'm not a
1: doctor either. Oh, no! Sorry, I can't be very helpful.
0: There's a car bomb that's going to go off in five But it's five. An oven bomb. Four, three, <laughs> so car two, <laughs> one! Oh. Ah, car bomb, oven bomb! Ah, uh. Tom Matt, attack. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Parry, your improvisational skills are lacking. That was
1: an exciting beginning.
0: It was. That was what happened on our previous episode. The one that didn't come out last week. (laughs) That one.
1: Sorry about that.
0: Yeah, uh, that was my fuck up again. I apologise. I was day tripping in Alborg, uh, which is a town in the north of Denmark. And it takes a very, very long time to get there, um, something I had not foreseen. And then it took a very, very long time to come back. And so by the time I got back, young Thomas here was a very, very tired man. And I can um, accept some responsibility for this as well. A little bit, maybe.
1: Matt suggested recording it the day after.
0: I did, as I posted on Twitter. It'll go up on Monday. Oh, did you? I did. <laughs> I wasn't quite prepared. You wouldn't, only <laughs> uh, well in all fairness, it's been a very busy week, mm. there's been a lot going on in our personal lives away from the podcast. We have personal so lives. W- yeah, we do, uh, mm. it's something I only just discovered recently, I was kind of like, I, I stepped outside of our little hut and I was like, oh shit, I can actually do things, that's good. Mm. Um, so yeah, I did things, uh, I as like the Thomas
1: I'd like to recommend uh, Magnum Vanilla and Chocolate Ice Cream. Not
0: sponsors of this podcast <laughs> by any means, but if they want to, they, they are more than
1: welcome. That was lovely. Magnum, cracking chocolate in dairy vanilla ice cream with a chocolate sauce core.
0: Um, if those who are into ice cream want to imagine a Magnum, Um, Mm. that you'd put in a very large cup of men and jerry-sized thing (laughs) and then melted down, and then you'd gone, oh, that's not chocolatey enough. I'm going to throw in some chocolate sauce on top of that. You'd kind of be close. And it tastes a little bit like alcohol as well. It's a little bit, yeah. I don't know. That's weird, though, because there's definitely no alcohol in it. No, we smell that. Yeah, there's definitely... Maybe that's the kind of preservative thing to it. I want to see... I mean, rum and raisin's not got rum in it depends on the rum and raisin you get. It doesn't say, damn it. Um yes it does actually. A uh, walls a uh, Danish fact for you all is called frisco in Denmark yeah. and yeah. some of Europe. Walls. Why I don't know. Same as a uh, walkers is called lays in Denmark and elsewhere. It is. Yeah, like, that's is true. it called lays in the states? Um maybe. Is it in the states? I'm not too mm. sure. Well, I think lays. It seems so. Um I don't, you know. The wonderful thing about being British is you always assume most of these things are British and then you leave the country and he's <laughs> just like, oh, we're not that special. Um, great example of this was Heinz Baked Beans. Um, while oh. Heinz Baked Beans themselves God. are an exclusively British product, Heinz themselves, the ketchup manufacturer, American, who'd have thought it? Coming at you with facts! Really? Yes. You can't
1: buy Heinz Baked Beans in the States? I don't know.
0: Uh, it's just a speculation Come on my on. part that we can't buy them in Denmark without paying ludicrous they prices. They used to be
1: available, then they disappeared they did. off the shelves, which was a
0: a tragic shame. Just like this podcast disappeared last week, so did Hines Beans. But let's, they let's were missed. Get going. But let's, we're back. What yes. have we been playing? I've been playing quite oh. a few things. Um, those of you who've been looking at our Twitters, I've been playing a bit of uh, Pokemon X. Um, safe to say. Oh, funnily enough, so have I. Really? Wow. These what last two weeks? What are your thoughts on Pokemon X, Tom?
1: Well, it's it's. Great. And I think what's helping really at the minute is there are a few of us here in Denmark who are also playing Pokemon. It just keeps you going. you know. Without that competition, then it doesn't have the same incentive to
0: keep playing. It doesn't. um, And I've got to that point now where I have beaten the Elite Four. I have gone through that. I've caught Mewtwo. There's another legendary Pokemon. Not as two actually I could catch. But alas, at the same time, I'm just like... Do I need to catch them? i kind of done the story, oh no. I've done this. That's sad. Well, I've You're got, losing your enthusiasm. I've got like nearly 250 Pokemon. I'm just like, there's still another that like fucking lots. 500 to catch. Do I need to catch another 500 Pokemon? I wonder if
1: many people are going to feel the same about that.
0: It just kind of ends. I mean, I know that the, the Pokemon company and Game Freak have kind of hinted at the fact that there's going to be more surprises in well, store. have already...
1: <laughs> shown some, haven't they? Yeah. Some images are leaked online
0: from of, hackers. Uh, Legendary Pokémon and such. New Pokémon. But alas, at the same time I'm just like, oh great, more Pokémon to catch.
1: Mm. Like, what do you want is a new challenge. Well, well,
0: what I want is for me to walk through a cave and then go, "Oh my god, I'm in the world of uh, red and blue." Like oh, in Pokémon again. And then you start again and there's another eight gym leaders to beat. Didn't get that with this. It's just kind of like, yeah, that's the end. All right. Okay. Good. Oh well, I'll Catch Pokemon, I Downloadable guess. Downloadable content for Pokemon? They've said they're not going to dabble in it. They wanted the game to be a whole experience. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine. No, it's a bit, a bit of a sucker good. because I I really enjoyed it. Like, it's a good Pokemon game, as I've expressed on the last episode. Very, um, the most
1: user-friendly Pokemon game. Most uh, certainly.
0: Yeah. Um, widest range of Pokemon, some really cool new designs. um Talon Flame being my favourite, as I said last time. Yeah, but uh, I played it. It's good. Where are you up to now? Um, where am I up to? Pokeball Factory. Pokeball Factory. Yeah, yeah that's after the sixth gym? sixth gym. Yes, Is that correct. Yes, I believe so. Okay, it's around there anyway. Yeah, oh, that's cool. And great. and yes, still a lot more to go. I'm still a lot more twists and turns and oh, exciting great. things I, to I, happen I imagine for you. That. I
1: have got the strategy guide. so You I have. To flick through. I was
0: actually quite surprised early when I flicked through that mm. and was like looking at where the third gym was because I was missing Rock Smash the TM. Too. Mm. Get fossils, and that was the kind of the point it hit me of just like, do I really need to get an Aerodactyl? I can just trade someone. Ah, I've got the
1: Aerodactyl.
0: Yeah, I know. And that yeah. was the kind of the point where I realised, I was like, God, oh, I don't really I'll need to pay this anymore.
1: A little disappointed with the Pokemon guide. I was hoping for it to have a full Pokedex and have all the moves listed in there. Yeah, all. it's
0: not a great thing. To be honest, I was actually going to buy one and give it away um, as a thing for our thousand Twitter followers. You were? I was going to get no, one, yeah, and give it away as a competition prize. people playing Pokemon. People, if people would be interested in that as a prize, um, then message us in. But I, I, I got it, and I didn't think it was that good. Like it, it's, it's the primer it's guide we're talking about. To have
1: at hand, um, and it, it, it does what what you essentially expect from a guide, although it doesn't have the extra stuff. And I should have known better because I think you did this last time when they, they released did. the Pokédex separately. Yeah. Uh, well,
0: I guess it's got to that point where there's so many Pokémon yeah, that there's 700-odd that going to take a book on its own.
1: Yeah. But still, you know, they could have just included the Pokémon that were in this game no, that's as true. they are I, anyway it doesn't matter so much uh, it's good to refer to if like Matt you don't know where a TM is anymore and yeah and you've I forgotten d- things You prefer to have a book it's a little bit
0: more and it's a nice book you know, it I is think. a good book in all fairness uh, like for that Just not quite as much information as I was hoping I for. was hoping for more and I mean it does miss out on where to catch uh, Me Too and another legendary Pokemon and that would have been nice to have been in there, but that kind of yeah, gives me hope that there's going to be more, like that there is another guide's worth of stuff that they haven't released. But I, I don't know, I don't. Mm. Not from Elux things at the moment. Dismissive. A the picture of all the new po- pictures of all the new Pokemon. That would have been lovely. But. Yeah, that's true. Uh,
1: well, so Pokemon can't recommend that enough. I know we mentioned that in the last uh, podcast, but really,
0: do try it out. Do get it. It's a very good game. Um, yeah. it'll. I think. 39 hours i played it and i've mm. I've done most stuff but i mean you know think of this day and age think how much 39 hours is cool things like the friend safari that you discovered oh yeah. yeah the friend safari is really great i should talk about that um if you've got a friend code hit me up on um the old twitters i have been giving mine out to a few people like nostalgia ninja and a few others uh but it's essentially you get a friend code and then your friend code depending on the numbers used randomly generates a type of Pokemon that your friend code is attached to. For example, Tom is attached to fairy, fairy Pokemon. Poke. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Um, I don't know what mine is attached to yet, uh, but a good friend of mine was Austin is Ground, and then a friend Topi is Normal Pokemon. But then you get three randomly assigned Pokemon to you. Even if your friend hasn't got Pokemon X and Y, there will always be two Pokemon attached to your friend code. If they do have X and Y and they've beaten the Elite Four like I have, then there will be three Pokemon you can get. Well, just three in the whole... Just three, but they those three are always there. So I will always be able to go into, for example, our friend Callum's and catch Growliths if I want Growlithe. Right. But so... there's more than just the three. Oh, no, there's every chart. Pokemon in the game, I believe, is available, but they're all randomly generated. But if you and Torby both had my friend code, yeah, then it would... I would still have the same three Pokemon, but but you say that the uh, they're specific to type. They're specific to type, yeah.
1: So you will only be able to catch up one. There type will of only Pokemon. be
0: three fire Pokemon, three water Pokemon, three grass Pokemon, three ground Pokemon, three fighting, etc. And they will be fixed once you have once it's it's generated by your friend code. So once it's been unlocked, it's. But you say you will know those Pokemon. Well, the three of each of those types in there. Or just um, three of For example, um, if I went into a fighting one, there may be a Hitmonlee, a Hitmonchan, and I don't know, some other kind of fighting Pokemon. There's three specific Pokemon that are all of the same type, but it's not set to, like, if there's a grass-flying type, it could be in either grass or it could be in flying. And then the rest of them are just... No, that's it. Those are the only 3 Pokémon in the area. Oh. And then you go that's out again and then you enter another friend's friend safari and then they also have three. So there's Pokemon. only 3 Pokémon can yeah. in
1: each friend safari. Yeah,
0: but it's a reason to add more friends and I think it's the idea is that it's going to create a Pokémon community because everyone mm. will be of course friend it will. codes. Of course it will.
1: Um, good. I um found Pokémon Battle Revolution the other day and I would go on that. You did. And uh, I didn't expect anyone to be online playing it. I imagine they thought the same as myself. You know, they've been playing the, the latest Pokemon games and wanted to to play it on the big screen because I think uh, all Pokemon fans are crying out for a home console, a Coliseum Stadium-type game. I'd imagine I one am.
0: will come soon. Uh, it's I'm great to have that, you know, see that
1: on the big screen as opposed to on
0: it. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be pretty easy for them now, right? Because they've created all the 3D models of everything. Yeah, so well, I mean, up to the new ones, yeah. They must be able to upscale them for a home console release.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think it's only a matter of time. It makes perfect sense to do that. I mean, it's the obvious new Pokemon game. Other than this Pikachu detective game, I'd rather have Pokemon Coliseum. Yeah, that does sound a bit stadium. weird,
0: this Pikachu detective thing. But Chocobo Dungeon was a kind of a similar thing, if I remember right, where you were Chocobo and you were kind of a... A detective okay. and going around a dungeon, and that was supposed to be pretty good. I don't know; I never played it. It was never released. I withhold uh,
1: judgment on that one yeah, If indeed we just get released, uh, anything else you've been playing this week? I've
0: been <laughs> playing quite a bit actually. Um, I not I wasn't to be honest last week. If I were to come on, I would have played Pokemon, and I would have played a little bit of uh, Phoenix Wright: Dual Destinies, mm. uh, the newest entry in the Phoenix Wright saga. Um, very good. I saw you play the demo of this, and you I was did. suitably
1: impressed by the uh, the animations.
0: Believe it or not, f- the full game, completely different to the demo. No. Yes. You Shock. His, yeah, but it was amazing, because I wasn't expecting it, because I played the demo, mm. and I was just kind of like, oh my god, I'm just going to hammer through all these casings. No, completely different.
1: Well, that's good.
0: Yeah, it mm. was really great. Like mm. uh, Some of the evidence and stuff was the same, but the... The whole story in line with the game and you stuff. You don't want
1: to sit through those boring cutscenes, do you? Again, if you've already done them once. No,
0: exactly, and I would lose <laughs> the humour as well. And it's <laughs> of a, course it's a very witty game. Like I remember Phoenix Wright being funny, but it's been a while since I played yes. one. Obviously, the last one, well, the last uh, real Phoenix title was uh, Apollo Justice, and then there was wow. Miles Edgeworthy. Uh, Ace attorney Investigations the different thing. characters in the universe. They are. There's quite a plethora of characters in the Phoenix Wright universe. I mean, this is technically speaking of the English translations. It's the fifth in the proper Phoenix Wright series. Mm-hmm. And then there's also two Miles Wo- Edgeworthy Investigations games, but we only got one of them. But Capcom said if this one sells well, they will consider port in the second Miles Edgeworth game to ah. the UK and Europe, which would be nice. And I, know, I mean, they I only like have to game. release
1: it as a downloadable again. Yeah, well, that's what they've said. Yeah. I'm a bit
0: annoyed still that I don't have a physical copy of this. Because it's there is a, a space issue
1: on the th- these consoles. There is. Yeah, definitely. You don't want to have to buy another SD card, really. You, you wanna don't.
0: And to be good. honest, I'm going to keep this game on here anyway because yeah. I love Phoenix Wright. But I, I just like having it on the shelf. And mm. I nearly bought when I was in Hong Kong. Uh, they had uh, Gaito Sabin uh, 5 Limited Edition with like loads of cool figurines and stuff. And I was mm. like, oh, I might just get that, because then I have it on the shelf, even though I'll never play it. <laughs> and then it'll, you know, it's filling my collection. But I didn't do it with Miles Edgeworth, so I was like, ah, it's no point. What's the point of paying, so like, 35 quid for mm. a game I'm never going to play? What happened
1: to the uh, Phoenix Wright press crossover game
0: it's still coming out it's I still believe.
1: it's not been released anyway yet I'm or has not
0: it sure I think it's it might be Japan. out in Japan
1: okay but we've not there's not been translation it's not been a translation they a have while, said it's they. going
0: to be released though
1: yeah and translations do take yeah yeah farewell okay that's but, one I guess you'll be picking up
0: oh yes. oh yes oh yes Oh yes. to be honest not as big a fan of press Layton as I am of phoenix Wright, but mm. I do enjoy a press Layton game mm. bit of puzzle action it's all good
1: Yeah, indeed. Nice, uh, relaxing experience.
0: But yeah, other than that, um, which I honestly, if you love Phoenix Wright, you'll love it. If not, give the demo a try, see what you think. It might not be for you. It's kind of in the style of a visual novel. Definitely not for me. Definitely not for Tom. He likes skipping text. Uh, (laughs) And it's very important to read. Uh, But I've also then, I've been playing some games on my Vita-ta-ta-ta today. Um... Yeah, probably just worth mentioning before I go into this. Mm-hmm. Me and Tom, in a GameStop, um, we do our usual Saturday morning jaunt into our our good town of Vila. Uh-huh. Um, I went out with every intention. It had been payday the previous day, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to buy a game. Nothing I want. And like, all the AAAs are starting to come out. I, I Admittedly, I do want Assassin's Creed Black Flag, and I also want Beyond Two Souls, mm-hmm. but I'm just not prepared to pay Danish prices for them, which are over 50 quid each. Well, but bu- before you were compelled
1: to buy these games, even at these prices, I was. And now, yeah, now so I'm
0: much. just kind of like, oh, do I do I really want it? I'm, I guess it's an effect of this console generation kind of sagging mm. into <laughs> the new one. Sagging, that's uh, an image, isn't well, it? Well, you know, the, g- the old girls are past their best now, <laughs> and they you know they still got they still got some good stories to tell. But you look at them and you're just like, oh. Poo. Uh, I I don't know. I'm not so excited
1: about this next generation. Myself I'm gonna yet,
0: yeah. I'm. I've got to cancel my Xbox One pre-order after this. As I've always said on the podcast, it was a safety pre-order just in case any family members wanted it. But no one of my family seems to want one. None of the kids in my family have actually asked for an Xbox One. Uh, my one cousin's asked for a PS4. The other one wants a PC. So no one wants a Wii U. No, <laughs> unfortunately. Shame. Yeah, but um. You know, I mean, the cream of the crop have come out. Like, the new Batman game's out. The new Battlefield's out. New Call of Duty may also be out. I believe yeah. so. It's the end of October. We're in November. No, New Call of Duty's out. No, yeah. we would have seen it if it was. No, no, no. Um, Assassin's Creed, as I said, which I do want. Mm-hmm. Like, these some um, A titles out there. Just don't give a shit. Like, I, to be honest, before I played the game I'm about to talk about in a second, I was just kind of like, oh, games... Mm. Like, but then I sat down this afternoon um, with a, a good friend and colleague who was going to fill in a couple of weeks ago and talk about apps, uh, Mateo, and you played, played a little bit <laughs> of the Super Nintendo <laughs> <laughs> and played Kirby. And I was like, yay, this is fun. And I played a bit of Secret of Mana, and that was also good. And then I played a bit of Zombies at My Neighbours, which is also very fun, which I didn't realise was developed by Lucas Art until just now. Mm. You
1: rekindled your interest.
0: Well, I was just kind of like, this is fun playing games with people. I kind of miss this, like just sitting down and just having a a bit of a well, you know, a bit just, of a which jaunt. Is
1: something we did previously. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. The other night, wasn't it?
0: Engaging some retro gaming activity, and then I I played a bit of a PlayStation Vita title that was previously released on the PC that I really wanted to play, but alas, I have no PC to game on. Uh, Protheus. And it's a bit of an odd one. I can't really describe it, but it's one of the most engaging games I've ever played. Mm. Just because it kind of... Um, the creator of the game, well, I can't remember, is two chaps who created their own game, and they kind of describe it as an anti-game in the fact that th- there's no clear outcome. There's no clear drive. You're just mm. kind of walking around. Like, you have to play it. Like, I, I can't say what happens, because what happens is almost the... The experience, but it's kind of walking around and enjoying things in this pixelated like landscape that's made world. out of beautiful colours and like mist without the puzzles. I describe it more like flower. Um it's kind of got that vibe that you're something floating through a world and everything you kind of touch and interact with is like sound journey. orientated. Yeah, kinda of like journey. But um your it's first person view. Hmm. Reminds me a lot like of the visual aspect, obviously, because of the pixelation thing of a bit of, like Minecraft walking around. Hey, it's a little bit less like,
1: blocky. Um, Unfinished Swan. Yeah, kind of without that gameplay mechanic. Yeah, yeah but the, but the, This is the, the
0: thing, though. It's got no paint. gameplay mechanic. This is why, mm. like, even though it touches on all these indie darlings, <laughs> like, <laughs> Not
1: <that>. it's got <laughs> touching up indie darlings.
0: It's got no. You know, there is there is substance to it, but there's yeah. you know, it's hard well, to I explain. Think it's like,
1: something you're have it sounds to play like the most
0: boring to. game in the world. You just walk around and then you you experience it, but.
1: Like from a look over Matt's shoulder, colors on the screen. Yeah, uh, that's, that's it's all like really
0: like this this thing, this just the, the fact that it was something completely new, it wasn't me walking around trying to catch more Pokemon. it wasn't me trying to level up RPG characters, it wasn't me shooting someone in the face It was just as fun as that is. Yeah, as fun I'll as testify that is. for playing Hotline Miami. Miami. <laughs> yeah, in beautiful contrast <laughs> to me playing this game with my headphones on, completely engaged, Tom trying to talk to me and Matteo trying to talk to me as well while I'm just staring at this screen and just telling mm. them, fuck off, go away, don't want to be yeah. Um, Tom was just killing people on Hotline Miami. Which and, I'm feeling like very bloodthirsty
1: as it is. I think I mentioned this previously, but Jesus. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that game makes me aggressive. Tom Parry is a gamer... Who, when he dies two or three times, he will turn the game off because it will not become fun to him anymore. No, but this has got. I to completed be. Protheus <laughs> in the time it took Tom to do the bit on one Hotline level, Miami. One hot yeah. <laughs> Miami. Um, but the thing
1: about that is Hotline Miami is so instantly playable and addictive. It's got the uh, meat boy uh, thing about it. That it just in starts instantly again after you've died, yeah. and the gameplay so fast. That and it so doesn't matter thrilling it's exhilarating and yeah. it really does make your your blood pump in the, uh, I can't I, think of another game other than Ninja Gaiden on the Xbox that made me feel I
0: like kind of want to sit you down for like an hour and a half of playing Hotline Miami and then give you Protheus I to it, relax afterwards you just kind of like the the complete contrast oh, to the you games see, you see, I think so, you seem so relaxed now I am is I was very testament is to is a the very game very calming experience I I mellowed into it, and I was like, oh, it's really good. Um, And then I played another indie game, um, which uh, PC and other platform gamers will be very, very happy to hear that it is now not a PlayStation exclusive. Sony have actually given uh, the creator Jasper Byrne, who is a friend of a friend of the podcast. I'll explain that to you later. (laughs) Um, He created a game called Lone Survivor. um, It's a psychological survival adventure game. It's a 2D very 8-bit aesthetic well not 8-bit 16-bit is more apt i guess it's got its own aesthetic you'll see if you play it but it's a survival horror game and sony were very kind enough to say like oh yeah this game's selling very well you should get it out there while this console generation's still going on so they lifted the uh, exclusivity on it not because it wasn't selling well because they wanted other people to experience it (laughs) in this case good old sony (laughs) I wish they'd bring... Oh, actually, I meant to ask you that. Um, your Vita, right, is registered to your UK account. Yes. It's your same UK account. Yes. Can you access I... PlayStation Mobile? I don't know. I haven't tried that yet. Yeah. Can we try that later? Because there's several games on PlayStation Mobile that I'd like yeah. to play, if possible, and I shall have a look. Mm. Uh, but anyway, this game, Lone Survivor, is a, it's a 2D survival horror. You kind of start the game and you are the only person left in the world, to your knowledge, and you're in an apartment building and there's these zombies and you have to essentially survive and it's all about your own way of trying how you cope with this whole mm. mechanism. That's sound of that. But it completely messes with your head. Like, you get a warning at the start of the game and it kind of gives you instructions. It says, like, look, this game is meant to mess with your head. If you really want to play it right you should go sit in a dark room on your own. And without, that's exactly what he did. Without disturbance. And so I did. Um, then it tells you that you're, you need sound. Sound is a big part of the experience, headphones. which it is. So you need to put headphones on. You need to crank the sound. So it did. Which made the game very, very immersive, especially after I'd been so focused after playing Protheus and just kind of like staring at the screen and whatever. And then it tells you to turn... Off trophies, it says. You know there are trophies in the game, but they will disrupt it. I said there's also things you need to see that you might not be able to see if a trophy comes up, and that can be the matter of life and death. So turn trophy notifications off. So you do that. Sounds like a lot of work before you can get started. But it's <laughs> worth it. Like, there's just, I, I it's a weird thing because I, I kind of think I may know where the game is going, but I think it might be a spoiler if I say.
1: Oh, don't do that. It doesn't no, sound like the game. You can do that, but. Yeah.
0: It, yeah, it's a bit of a head fuck. Like, um sometimes you'll open a door and then you'll just kind of be in an endless void essentially and like walking along a corridor that's made up of like mm-hmm. fleshy intestines and stuff. Oh, I love fleshy and intestines. There'll be all kind of grunge textures flickering all over the screen and then you'll mm. you'll walk out of that hole and then it'll be a door and then you'll go back in this apartment.
1: Is it a game within replay
0: value? I believe so. Hmm. I'm okay. apparently this sounds thi- to me like things. a one off
1: experience, and once you've seen it, then it, it might It can be played in effect. very different ways. Um, okay. It
0: tells you at the start of the game, like, you don't have to kill anything if you don't need to. Like, mm. you can play it stealth, you can play it as killing things, you can. There seems to be depth to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm very intrigued. How much does this cost? Um, I believe it was um, 80 kroner, so about 8 quid, I think. Mm. But fortunately for you, I have it on the Vita, so it should transfer to your PlayStation would oh, be nice for you. How lucky. Indeed. You can also play it on the PS3 as well. They're both cross by both Protheas I love cross this. by so much. It's very nice, Thank isn't God it? Thank God for cross by. Amen yeah. for cross uh, What I'm curious about is when I pick up my PS4 later in the month, will I be able to play these titles on my PS4 as well? Because, I mean, PS3 games, they've said, aren't going to work. But does that count for downloadable games that are Vita-specific? Yeah, Vita- they,
1: they'll miss a trick there if they're not compatible.
0: I'd assume they will be. But we'll I hope they will be. But we. Shall I guess wait it'll be up to the developer really if they offer it. Who knows? Yeah. Different but architectures. Uh, well, for the console, it, might. Yeah, but while I was thinking about my, my cancelling of thing as well earlier uh, oh for the X- Xbox One, I was I was just like oh, I really want to play um, Cappy's Below. That's a game that's still in my head. Like after everything. Capcom. Um, no, Capybara. Um, oh,
1: I thought n- they got another one. Deep down, that's a d- deep down's Capcom. Yeah. I love that title. I deep down, deep down, it's deep, deep down. Like the E Seventeen deep, song. Deep and down. Yeah. Deep, deep down. The sexy boy band song.
0: Ooh, no, I don't is know. That it. The one? I don't know. It, honestly, okay. yeah. Um, but no, that's pretty much all I've been <laughs> playing. Uh, some retro gems and some new indie titles, which have kind of restored my faith in gaming. God, that's good. It is. It's very good. What about you, Tom? What have you been playing? Okay,
1: so we'll go, we'll go back to the other week and there's game I was going to talk about last week, which... Uh, was Sorry. Is, uh, no, that's, again, I expect responsibility as well. Um, that's Runner 2, a bit-trip runner, this is, the sequel to... Looked very nice. The original, but I love very much and was one of the first games I downloaded. I thought it probably was the first WiiWare game I downloaded. Oh, maybe that was Lost Wins. Anyway, one of the first. <laughs> and... Um, Fantastic game. It's an endless runner. You're all familiar by now with endless runners. Your character ordinarily runs from one side of the screen across and you press buttons to negotiate obstacles. Indeed. Uh, But it it feels very fresh and very new. It's got a whole new visual aesthetic to it. Looks very nice. uh, Which is different from the the more retro aesthetic that the original had. And it introduces new ways to tackle the obstacles. uh, And it just plays... So effortlessly and an easy, a very easy to pick up and play game with, with great challenge and great visuals and a great sense of fun. Perfect for the for the Wii U. I'd I'd seen this on the Xbox a while back, and for some reason I didn't feel compelled to buy it on the Xbox. But once I had a Wii U, I was like, yeah, that's that's it. That's a Wii U game.
0: Do you play the original on the Wii? Yeah, that's, oh, where that's right. probably I why original. then. Yeah. yeah,
1: but I think it was only available on the Wii, and then later you know, the three D available
0: to other... But yeah, maybe. I'm not, sure, maybe. If it's I'm not sure if it's available on there. Yeah, you may be right, actually.
1: Anyway, Trip Runner the, the runner 2, thumbs up. You can get it for, I think it's actually cheaper on the Wii U by about 10 pence compared to the Xbox. So. Really?
0: <laughs> can you play it on the gamepad as well, I assume. Yeah,
1: you can, it's full gamepad support, so you can play it off the TV onto your gamepad. That's nice. Uh, but it's such a beautiful game. Really, it's great to see on the, on the telly, I think. That's good uh what else what else have i been playing since then uh, of course we've already mentioned pokemon uh we had a little bit of a session playing a few saturn games the other night a friend austin was over and yeah
0: uh, um someone looked very interesting <laughs>
1: <we played laughs> i may have mentioned that i purchased a sailor moon fighting game i believe for you the did saturn. this is a, a japanese game um <laughs> A little bit disappointed. I expected the characters to look like their animated counterparts, uh, but no, they've got this horrible digitized three uh, D rendered effect. Yeah, and uh, of course, for those familiar with Sailor Moon, they have very long legs. The the, the characters do, and uh, it's it's very freaky to see these kind of.
0: <laughs> I didn't actually see. <laughs> it. I was legs. over here. I can't remember what I was even doing, but like. Like just it huge, was humorous. It was oh, I a was laugh. playing Pokemon.
1: That's what I was it, doing. It, it was a laugh, but uh, it's not a great fighting game. Yeah, but I'll say that now. That's from a man who knows. Uh, but yeah, it's funny multiplayer. I wouldn't want to play it single player for too long. But messing around in multiplayer, it was it was a bit of a laugh.
0: Worth a dabble, but probably not. I, I, do, I wouldn't speak
1: about if if I didn't spend that much on it actually. It was under a tenner, I think. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know but, but still Is <laughs> it even worth that? It's yeah. not even worth that. Uh for those who like uh fighting games and the Saturn's a great console for fighting games. This isn't one you should bother okay. picking up. Sailor Moon Super S, I think
0: it's called. Go buy Waku Waku Seven instead. You Do won't that. Regret it. Yeah. You
1: won't regret it. Or buy um Sexy Proteus. It's not a fighting game, but it's a great Saturn game. <gasps> and one that I always keep coming back to. I've played this game with a few friends now and everyone who plays it with me I forgot it. you had it, to be honest, yeah. until you played it it's with Austin. I was just like, oh. One of the, 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 the premiere, well, maybe the greatest game in the Proteus series. It's certainly the one I've played the most and uh, my most favourite. But then again, I've only played the
0: original Proteus. I know there's been a couple of others as well. I've played uh Super Proteus. I, I think Sexy Proteus is the better of them. It's the mm. one I used to emulate. Yeah. Not, not because of sexiness in it.
1: Oh, you sure, Matt? Yeah,
0: I, I love and that pixelated... The, the only matches.
1: real sexiness is if you do manage to complete the extra objective in a mission, you get a slightly more risque picture than you would if you didn't. But, but by saying risque, I mean bikinis. I, I'm, I'm not saying this game is pornographic in any way. It's just yeah. a bit of harmless. It's Ooh, not the CDI. It's <laughs> not <laughs> the CDI. No. A CDI. No, uh, CDIs. Yeah. Uh, maybe the, the, the final boss is a little risque. You see a bottom. You do a bare bottom. Oh dear. I know for, the, for parents buying games for their children, not that as a parent you're probably buying Japanese Saturn games for your kids <laughs> nowadays. <But> maybe <laughs> maybe times have changed. Just be beware of this parental warning it contains a <laughs> A bare bottom. An illustration of a bare bottom. Rendered in pixels okay.
0: off a bare bottom bestiality coming at you <laughs> the <No>. involved, <laughs> it's that? a base bottom Tom.
1: <laughs> oh matt you're, you're ahead of me
0: sorry As
1: um well we played another Saturn game that evening and that was a rula actually i can't actually remember what, what the title is it's it's okay. a japanese side-scrolling uh, beat-em-up oh with, yeah that one that one looked quite fun It's an animated uh kind of ghibli-esque aesthetic um the one a very surreal game. It's not out of the ordinary for a Japanese game to throw something crazy at you. Yeah. And uh, in in a tradition of something like uh what's that game with the the muscly... the side screen shoot with the muscly men? I can't remember. The, no, no <laughs> No, it's <laughs> a half naked men man who's flying through space. Uh, I don't know. Ah oh, yeah. I can't remember. I think it's got Chi in the title somewhere. Anyway, it, it's pretty far out with... Uh,
0: I don't want th- I was going to Google that and I was not going to type half-naked man flying through space into my phone. The internet <laughs> would bring up some horrible things that I would never unsee.
1: Yeah. Uh, so there's some crazy stuff in there. But you look at it at first and you think, oh, it's like a nice little happy uh, family animation type. Yeah, aesthetic, and then then just throw some weird shit. At <laughs> it okay. really does. Uh, it's a very simple Sasquatch and beat him up, but, but if it's for people who like thrill things. I I definitely recommend trying it out. Um, I'm actually, if Matt can just hold the the fort for a second, I want to tell you the title, and I can't remember. Holding itself, the fort.
0: Holding the fort. This is Matt holding the fort while Tom goes to get something out of a wallet. You could, you could
1: hold the fort better than that. Come on.
0: <laughs> I was actually holding it with my hands, but this not being a visual medium, people couldn't see, so I had to sing. I was nearly, I think I was right actually. Rula That's P U L I
1: R U L A. Okay. Made by Crossing Entertainment or Xing. I'm never quite sure how to uh, say that n- name. Pulli
0: ruler. Um, but try that one.
1: Try that one out. Yeah, uh,
0: I'll, I'll type it in the description so you can copy paste it into <laughs> Google and download a ROM if you're that way inclined. Oh, naughty, <laughs> naughty um, boys, buy it as well. One more Saturn game played this week was uh, the
1: Saturn version of Road Rash, not Ridge Racer. I'm not going to call it Ridge Race because I did that earlier. You did Road Rash totally different thing, motorbikes, punching people. Um, I suggest uh, Road Rash for anyone who likes uh, motorbikes, driving games in general, and punching people. I mean, that's uh, what you you do in Road Rash. You you race, as any racing game, and you punch people if you want to, too. My
0: fondest memories of it, I believe, are either on the Mega Drive or Master System. Yeah. I can't remember which. I know it's out on both, but it's a... Very fun game.
1: This is the 32-bit version, as stated in the game. 32-bit Road Rash. Uh, basically, it's the same thing, if you're familiar with the uh, with the Mega Drive titles and, obviously, other formats as well. Uh, but nice little uh, 3D-rendered uh, environments you go through. You, you, your uh, bikes are still uh, 2D sprites. Uh, but some really nice um, menus as well, illustrations on the menus and atmosphere. Yeah. The only that EA have seemed to have trademarked that kind of thing. Presentation. Okay. I don't know if you agree with me that, but EA always managed to present games very well.
0: In all fairness, with they, a lot of managed effort. To, they managed to make games well. I mean, I know they get a lot of flack, but they always, you know, even if they do kind of botch some of their franchises and even if they do release the same game year in, year out, some might say, they always good games they never always, like you know you never get an unplayable piece of crap with ea they've always um, put an effort into the games
1: they create and, and treated video games as as important piece of entertainment as anything else movies or music
0: yeah but know. in the in the same kind of way that the establishment would create a movie with you know ben stiller and you know it's always that very Squeaky clean. This is what a game is, much in the way that you will get. A, this is what a film is. This is what a pop song is, kind of way. I guess that that kind of 90s EA was
1: perhaps, uh,
0: yeah. Oh, at actually the time when
1: this I game came out. At least. I
0: saw a, a video where EA actually admen- admitted that Shack Fu was the worst game ever made the other day, which is quite funny. Well, it's all publicity for them, isn't it? Yeah, it is.
1: Yeah, Even if it is Shack Fu... Cares about that now, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Many people still do. Um so yeah, the Saturn. Still playing on Saturn. Good console. Yeah, it's good. Uh quite a retro from
0: Half Naked Man through Flying Through Space did not produce any shocking image results. No well, did oh it my produce any. You <laughs> <on.
1: laughs> <laughs> okay, what else did, did I have a bash on? This just uh, just briefly a bit of Tekken tag two with our friend Mateo. He was over. He was eager to play a fighting game, so uh, and uh, this is a Mateo quote. Oh, it looks very nice. These, these graphics are rendered very well. For Tekken, yeah. Tekken Tactics is a lovely looking game and great fun. And one of the, the games we always pull out if uh, we want a fighting game, uh, several occasions we've had people over, it always goes down a storm. It's because it's the most simple to.
0: of any of them we have now, I think. I think
1: like, something like Street Fighter Cross Tekken just has a lot of depth to it, yeah. and a lot of systems to learn. It's I was going to
0: say, but even like regular Street Fighter, it's one of those games you either played as a kid or you didn't, and therefore, you know, you know the you're at you a disadvantage take. if you play d- playing I mean, Tekken is
1: is less like that, but still, for those who play Tekken a lot... No, no, you've
0: thumped me whenever I play Tekken, because te- I'm rubbish at I it. I it, but but don't but even
1: know all the combos and moves as... Uh, as many people do, I think probably an easy, user-friendly one to pick up is uh, Dead or Alive Ultimate Five, which again I played briefly this morning because unlo- unlocking some more costumes on it. Yeah, uh, I'm actually, uh, I actually have played more this week. Cotline Miami, as I as I mentioned. Uh, oh, that Google Maps thing.
0: Yes, <laughs> I was going to bring this up earlier. <laughs>
1: this
0: is a, a Wii U
1: uh, app. I guess you'd call it. It is an app, yes. And uh, this is Google Street View, really. Pretty much, but yeah. Using a gamepad as a viewer. To, uh, so as you move your gamepad around you in all different directions, up, down, uh, you get to see the whole view of the, of the streets. You do. Uh, fully functional. You type in whatever place you want. I typed in my uh, address back in the UK. And there. Uh, yeah, I could look around my streets that well, I know so well. Uh so if you're living in Denmark feeling homesick, get this and you can pretend you're <laughs> whatever country of origin. Or you could like me and Matt did, is to search our current hometown of Viler and look at our flat and say, Oh when this was taken we weren't living there. Yeah. Um
0: You could. You could you could walk around the streets of Crewe like Tom did, mm. trying to find himself. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> That was, yeah, it looked pretty And cool. it was
1: free for a period. And uh, I, I must apologize to Matthew for not mentioning this to him at the time. I, d- I just didn't think it. It wasn't something I particularly cared about. I yes. just downloaded it because it was free. I never tried it. And I only realized the other day that it's, it's quite. It's very, very good. <laughs> It was. <laughs> it's not a game, it's a, but it's a very good piece well, I of was, uh, equipment. Well, I was cooking a
0: chili con carne before we went to a Halloween party mm. yesterday, mm. Thomas was wandering around, literally kind of walking around the living room while he was I doing didn't it. I didn't need to totally do that. Engaged. I know he didn't. But, need to, but I know
1: that it is also compatible with the balance board, so uh, Is it? Yeah. So I guess you can stand there on the balance board and walk and move through the the streets. You could. That's quite kind of cool, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of so fun. So I think it's about £4-something four now, £4.50, uh, British currency. And yeah. And uh, I suggest, well, yeah, give it a go if you're curious. It's actually the number one selling thing on the Wii U, I think, at the minute. So it is indeed, yeah, because that's <laughs> why you were so surprised. <laughs> it
0: shocked me. Because all you done was bitch and moan about it, <laughs> like, after that, and then you were like, oh, I'm going to give it a go, and then you were fully engaged. Mm. So, yeah, it...
1: Did we we talk about Sonic Lost World?
0: Um,
1: Or not? I can't remember. It's been so long ago since we did the podcast.
0: I don't think we did. I think you got it last week, right? No, the week before. Was it?
1: Uh, Let's give a quick recap. Because Sonic Lost World, uh, obviously I like Sonic games, I'm excited about a new one. Uh, I've played the first few levels and it just feels very weird. It's awkward. I don't know. I don't
0: think we've talked about this because I haven't bitched and moaned about how unfun I found it when I played that one level I played. Yeah, well, I actually love level you played. I quite liked. But, uh, so the, in this game,
1: Sonic has a, a button you hold down to make him run. You can not him run when you're holding down this button, which seems a bit peculiar at first. Uh, but you see, that's the way the game's designed. It's designed a little bit differently to other Sonic games. Sometimes, some stages are all the usual fast-paced Sonic fare, other stages slow things down a bit, and it feels a lot like Mario Galaxy. Uh, not just aesthetic but in the uh, gameplay mechanics as well.
0: Get this. Every time I play a Sonic game, the there's a fucked up thing where like with a Mario game, you know what you're doing, you know what speed Mario's going at. You can choose to run, but usually it'll kill you. It's more about you doing precise platforming and getting to places and not getting killed. Sonic as a game, as a Mega Drive game, it was a very fast platformer. Mm. It relied on you getting through levels as fast as possible because there was a ticking clock. This is because, obviously, it was meant to be mimic an arcade-style game, which would have taken coins, etc., etc. Now, it is a Wii U game. The arcades are long dead, and it is a game that is still trying to rely on speed, but trying to be a precise platformer. It's trying to be the of Mario. too many different things, I think. Speed aspect always cocks it up because there is no way to do speed in a nice way in a platformer because you need to be able to jump very quickly. And if you hit a wall, or you hit an obstacle, or you hit an enemy, completely slows you down and messes the gameplay experience up. And it's too jarring, it doesn't work. And like.
1: And I think they've had better successes with previous games as well, uh, which is a real shame. But in all Sonic games uh, since they've made the switch to to three D, you fall off the levels, and and a lot and a lot of the time you feel it's not your fault, which is really bad in a video game. Um, that shouldn't be happening. You shouldn't feel like the game is prevent- preventing you from uh, succeeding. Yeah through no fault of your own.
0: Does it do the, the the shitty thing that I really dislike about things like Sonic Adventures where it changes the camera angle so, like, you're running towards the camera and then you can't see whatever you're supposed to be hitting? To the
1: occasionally it switches to 2D.
0: Yeah, but that's, uh, that's okay. That, that's I don't okay. mind just switching to 2D. Um...
1: Yeah, one of the levels I played. I liked the gameplay mechanic in this, but it felt very Mario, Mario Galaxy. It was uh, you were playing levels out on s- spheres. Yeah. Uh, so you could move all around a sphere, just like in Mario Galaxy, and and you had these uh, these fruits, like an, and an apple that would roll, and you'd uh,
0: yeah,
1: kind of have to guide the apple that it was chasing you towards um, a, like a oh, what do you call it, like a blender. Yeah. And uh, once the apple goes in the blender, it creates uh, a big uh, flume of uh, apple juice, which you jump into and it takes you to the next okay. area. And this mechanic is really good because at some stages, you've got a very thin piece of um, landscape that you have to kind of negotiate while also getting the um, the apple to follow you around it, Yeah. which was a cool thing. And these little gameplay mechanics kept me interested throughout the entire level. Yeah. Next level, they were gone and...
0: Then probably never. That come was back. that
1: thing, and I feel like it's going to be like this all the way through. I'm going to have little glimpses of good ideas every now and again, Yeah. and then a level which doesn't quite deliver. Which there was um, a level based in like a candy sweet world, cake yeah. world, which was really bad. Really?
0: Well, it was with that one. That oh, that w- I have really even blocked it on my. Head. Yeah, like I can't just, remember. It was just really dull, and it, didn't,
1: it. it wasn't a fun level at all. and and, uh and one level next level you got was like a grind rail one which was quite straightforward but still fun and had a nice soundtrack but it was again very different and maybe variety a spice of life but it feels like it's just another thing that makes the game just feel jumbled and and messy
0: well for me like obviously it feels like sonic keeps trying to replicate mario like you had Sonic four, which was essentially just Sonic trying to do a new Super Mario Brothers, but not quite succeeding at it because it didn't feel like Sonic.
1: At least they kind of saw it out with episode two, but still not quite. Yeah. And then this is Mario Galaxy. Um
0: Yes. And it seems behind. Sonic the curve. always feels
1: like ironically one step behind Mario. Yeah. Now. Agreed. And, and and before he was doing his own thing.
0: Yeah. Oh, I and now he's mind. kind
1: of bowing down before Mario as, "Wow, you guys at Nintendo, you're fantastic game designers. You make amazing games. I'd love to be
0: like you, Mario." I just <laughs> wish Sonic would. Uh, like, I I don't have the the nostalgia attachment to Sonic as you do. Mm. I, I don't know. On one hand, I applaud
1: Sega for trying to keep it fresh every time and not just rehashing the same thing. Oh no, because they could have quite easily done that, and yet no, they they've at least tried to do something with them. They've not always succeeded. But it's admirable, their attempts. And I don't think Sonic Colors. Cu- uh, Son- sorry, not Sonic Colors. That was a good game. Um, and this isn't a bad game either. And I just. I think I need to spend a little bit more time with it.
0: I don't think it's going to get better from
1: what I've It's viewed. just not what. But I As good as I was expecting it. You
0: were be. very excited for this game, and I kind of feel a bit disappointed for you. I, ho- mm. I hope this sense of disappointment it won't be shared by the new Mario game which is out at the end of the month I don't think so
1: I haven't been compelled to play Sonic Lost World this weekend at all yeah
0: which says something
1: which says something like if I was really into it I I would have been yeah yeah raring to get back on it shame yeah Uh, Wii U Party another slight disappointment we've not played it it's optimal party capacity
0: we've not decided we if there is no party like a wii u party yeah we, yet
1: we, I, I played uh, like seven of the mini games with a friend and we were just picking mini games at random i don't think we picked the best but seven out of what eighty I think there's there's gonna be a maybe
0: we did land on the, well you and Austin landed on the clunkers but I, I didn't get a chance to play we did also didn't play with four people uh, no and it wasn't really the right atmosphere it wasn't
1: the right atmosphere that evening for it and I think within the um, the bigger party board game uh, scenario which is also on there you know you, you four players going through a board then play mini games at different intervals uh, I think they're gonna work a lot better. I, I liked the uh, cool idea of the uh, water jug filling game, where you had a stream, and you collected water from the stream, and then you poured that into a, a uh, jug. Um, and that was done by placing the um, Wii U gamepad on the floor, away from the TV, a suitable distance. Uh, the stream would appear on the Wii U gamepad. You'd hold your Wii Remote in one hand, bend over, and then you'd see your scoop magically appear on the screen, scoop up in a motion with your Wii Remote, um, and then move to your TV very carefully, being you know sure not to spill any of your yeah. water. And then make the pouring motion at the screen. Yeah. And then it'll fill up your jug. Oh. Uh, nice expensive. concept, Nintendo. And uh, I hope to see more of this in Wii U Party. We'll, we'll next time we... Uh, podcast or get to we play will, the game. We'll yeah, we'll have delved
0: into it, I think. We'll hopefully be week. able
1: to tell you a bit more about that one.
0: Yeah, yeah, that'd be good.
1: Uh, but I had to get Wii U Party, as I, I really enjoyed the last one. It's one of my most played games on the original Wii. Uh, a party favourite I all hope the it time.
0: has the Hide the Mote game, because that's still one of my favourites.
1: Yeah, because actually I left my copy of Wii Party in the UK. With your Wii. Thinking that my, yeah, thinking that Wii U Party will replace uh, high hopes. High hopes. Who
0: knows? Maybe you'll bring it back at Christmas if it doesn't. <laughs> um, maybe. Yeah, but I, I think that's it from me. Have you played anything else? Bought anything else? I, I'm, I probably have. I have probably dipped
1: in and out of certain things, but I think they were the, uh, the main, the choice, the main picks. events. Yeah. This uh, last couple of weeks.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Ah, uh, yeah. I guess that's it from us then for this week. Um, we're kind of a, a bit of a. a Crossroads at the moment, we don't know whether this should become a fortnightly thing or stick as a weekly thing, just because we're getting more busy in our personal lives and we haven't got enough time to play games. You make it sound very serious. We're still playing games. We're still playing games and I can't wait to go edit this podcast and dive back into Lone Survivor because it plays amazingly. Mm. But what you will have noticed in that podcast we didn't buy any games this last week. Well, other than the ones I talked about, yeah, it's I
1: think maybe it's Christmas time coming up as well. Uh, maybe you won't be buying so many games. For Actually, ourselves. I probably will. There's or a plethora will. of <laughs> games coming up. I really want. But we're, I think we're both a little bit hesitant whether we'll have the content to keep the podcast running for uh, you know on a weekly basis, and also so the time at, at this present moment. Um, but we both have the intention of. Wanting to do this, oh, every yeah,
0: week still. it's not the fact that we don't want to do this and it will keep going. Uh, it's just, yeah, we
1: just don't want to promise that it's going to be every week, every week, and then have disappointed
0: of the snafu that was last week, yeah, and the week people who expecting that. a podcast. Yeah.
1: Which, I mean, maybe a few of you were, and if you were, thank you, yeah, uh, and we do sorry for you not listening.
0: having this up, but it, it's just one of those things. Mm. Ah, no, uh, yeah, Sorry. but we're going to we're gonna aim to do it, but please, from now on, I will put up, if we do, do it next week. We're going to see how it some goes, time in advance.
1: Uh, certainly, we we found we've certainly had enough to talk about this week. Yeah,
0: yeah, we're going to aim to do it I weekly. I think, you
1: know, we can talk about anything, it? I we can think talk about can ice do cream it. and we can...
0: We can, uh, to be honest with you, that's probably the most enjoyable bit of this podcast. Yeah. Oh,
1: Let's <laughs> give it a bit more credit than that. I the bit where I left the mic for a minute and went to find a game. Oh, nice song! that was funny, wasn't it? That you was good a song.
0: <laughs> um, Yeah, but we're gonna we're gonna try. We'll, but please, uh, this is just a a warning in advance, and I will be sharper next week. That if we don't record a podcast, I will put out another thing saying no podcast this week. Blah blah blah. We're
1: just aware we've we've missed. Two and for a long time we we didn't miss any. We were we were was, twenty uh, twenty six for twenty six, which was 26. quite an uh, achievement. I think
0: I'm not anno- I'm still annoyed I broke that run. I was so pissed off at myself the week after for not securing a guest that week, but uh, it happened. And then, unfortunately, events transpired last week that kind of made us too busy to do anything. Um, but. We're still going strong. We still love you. We're still passionate Mummy. about
1: video games. And Mummy and
0: Daddy um, are still fighting kids, but you, oh, we love you. We're going to show you gifts. Think about it. You'll get two birthdays now. Um,
1: and it's exciting time for video games as well with Christmas releases coming out. Um, uh, not that we'll probably play any of them. I'll we'll probably know, I, still be talking about Saturn games or Super Nintendo games. As it stands, <laughs> I'm
0: still planning on buying a PS4. Like I said, I'm going to cancel the Xbox One pre-order. Uh, but Oh, Dead Space. Yeah, you've been playing a bit of Dead Space. Don't worry about I it. i talk, talk about, about that next, next week. week,
1: but Dead Space 3, I like it.
0: Yeah, Tom likes it. Seal of approval from Tom Parry on Dead Space. Beautiful looking game. Yeah, you said one of the best of this generation. I think Ooh, so. Ooh, we're teasing next week. Um... Find out if um, Tom Parry, what he feels about Dead Space 3. Find out if Math down. is going to get through the coma. <laughs> Find out if Magnum ice cream is surpassed by a, a profitable Ben & Jerry's. Oh, no, I don't think I can afford Ben & Jerry's. No, it's Denmark. true. It's like £7 a
1: tub. But I recommend Dime Bar ice
0: cream. Dime Bar ice cream is amazing. <laughs> so was Oreo. Cart door. Can't beat it. Another Frisco, is it? <laughs> was it? Yeah, Frisco product. People are going to ask us!
1: questions about you know, our mentioning of
0: Frisco. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like code. <laughs> it's just like, you know, uh. yes, I really don't like Microsoft. Frisco, Frisco. And then someone will come in through the windows and snatch me and Tom up. Until then, just in case they don't snatch us up, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Tom Matt Attack. You can tweet at us oh at my. TMAcast Oof. on Twitter's and you can also find us um, on the the lovely Stitcher. You can also find us on iTunes. Listen to us with your ears. Uh, we are friend fun. codes, yeah. Oh yeah, give us your friend codes. We'll give um, you ours. Yeah, I need to exchange them with you. Otherwise, I would just read it out on the podcast. Otherwise, I I get no benefit of your friendship. I'm mm. sorry. We still love you. Mm. Right. And until next week, then. Um. Or maybe not. Who knows? Uh, uh, there <laughs> will be on. one next week. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's good night Don't from him. Don't make me, promises you can't keep and it's good night from him. Um <laughs> stay classy and game on. Game on. Bye. Bye.